and welcome to this episode of ProximoCast Industry News. Every week we take you through the top news across the energy, infrastructure and project finance markets. I'm your host Naomi Wood, reporting to you from London and today is the 10th of July. Kicking off the top news stories today, Ravi Adivatla has joined Drax Group US as a Vice President of Project Management. In his new role, he will be involved in developing several bioenergy and carbon capture sequestrian BECCS projects across the US. He moves to Drax from Consumers Energy, where he was based for 13 years and where he was most recently an Executive Director in Business Development. Future Fibre Networks, a joint venture between APG and Sci-Fi Networks, has raised $350 million of seven-year financing from a club of banks in its debut debt raise. KFW IPEX banks will contribute $70 million. Financing will be used alongside APG's $500 million equity investment in Future Fibre to deliver future-proof FTTH connectivity and smart city solutions across the US via its fibre wholesale business model. $350 million financing is aligned to a flexible European-style fibre debt structure and consists of CapEx facility to fund the rollout programme alongside an RCF, which facilitates flexibility for future fibre to deliver its business plan ambitions. The financing also includes mechanisms which are aligned to future fibre's strong ESG commitment to bridge the digital divide and provide fair access to internet in low socio-economic areas, including alignment to the green loan principles. Future Fibre is a joint venture between APG Group, acting on behalf of its Dutch pension fund clients, and Cyber Networks America Limited, a North American developer of open access fibre optics networks. Chinese electric car group BYD is deploying an engineering team as part of a project to start processing lithium in Chile, home to the world's biggest reserves of the metal that's a key component in EV batteries. Move is part of plans by BYD, already the world's second largest battery maker, to build a $290 million lithium cathode battery in northern Chile. Most of the company's processing has been concentrated in China, so moving into the South American country will allow it more strategic access to the lithium reserves. BYD in April was granted access to preferential prices for lithium carbonate to the country. The Chilean government awarded the special status specifically because of the plans to build the plant, which is set to begin making lithium-iron phosphate for cathodes by the end of 2025. Makers of EVs and rechargeable batteries are reaping the benefits of surging demand and the shift away from fossil fuels, but they're also facing tight markets for raw materials. In a bid to lock in future supplies, they've started to fund more mining and processing projects. In Chile, BYD is completing final contracts for its project at a time when the country's government is adopting a new model for lithium extraction that will give the state a stake in new endeavours. At the same time, the government is stepping up efforts to encourage downstream investments. Avada Group has closed a $1.3 billion funding round, the largest equity round ever raised by any green energy company in Asia. Brookfield Renewables, through its Brookfield Global Transition Fund, has earlier committed to investing up to $1 billion in Avada Ventures Private Limited. In addition, Global Power Synergy Public Company Limited, an existing shareholder with a 42.93% equity holding in Varda Energy Private Limited, has pledged to increase its capital by investing an additional $233 million in AEPL. This follows GPSC's previous investment of $68 million in AEPL in April, bringing their total investment in Avada around to 
$779 million. The funding will be used to bolster their green hydrogen, green methanol, green ammonia, solar manufacturing and renewable power generation ventures. The company currently operates a renewable energy portfolio of 4 gigawatts and around 7 gigawatts in different stages of implementation. Ardia Resources has signed a non-binding MOU with a consortium of Japanese companies to potentially develop the 3.1 billion Australian dollar Kalgoorlie nickel project Kungari hub in Western Australia. A pre-feasibility study estimated a capital cost of 3.1 billion to develop, including a 2.2 billion spend on process plant and infrastructure. Ardia Resources told shareholders that the PFS estimated that the project could produce 30,000 tonnes per year of nickel and 2,000 tonnes per year of cobalt over a mine life of more than 40 years, generating nickel revenues of 44 billion and cobalt revenues of 7.8 billion. Their PFS estimated a net present value of 4.98 billion Australian dollars and an internal rate of return of 23% when the project's payback period estimated at just over three years, based on a nickel price of $25,000 per tonne and a cobalt price of $3,000 per tonne. Ardia also announced the MOU with the consortium which included Sumitomo Metal Mining, Mitsubishi Corporation and Mitsui Anko. Burj Samon has advised Gravis Infrastructure Investment Fund on its investment into UK-based electric vehicle charging infrastructure developer Solar Catcher. The Solar Catcher solution features a solar-powered canopy which is co-located with electric vehicle charging stations. Excess generation would be used in adjacent buildings. The transaction under which Gravis will fund the majority of the construction costs of the installations will enable Solar Catcher to finance the rollout of the first wave of projects, which will be located on local school and academy sites around the UK. EBRD, EU and bilateral donors have agreed grant financing for the first large-scale solar plant in North Macedonia. Lateral donors to the Western Balkans Investment Framework have provided 1.5 million euros with the grant complementing an EBRD loan of 5.9 million euros. The grant will support ESN, the country's state-owned electricity company, in financing the final construction stages of a 10 megawatt solar plant being built on the site of an exhausted coal mine. Test operations began in April last year. As well as providing financing, the EBRD is working with the authorities of North Macedonia to address the implications of inequality of the energy transition and to identify opportunities for economic diversification in the area, including for redeployment and reskilling. Those are our top stories for this week. Before you go, I just wanted to give a shout out to our latest podcast interview on ProximoCast 20 Minutes With. The European Union's €372 billion Invest EU initiative has launched into a fast evolving market for private capital and infrastructure. Proximo talks to the programme's policy officer, Michael Futh, a keynote excerpt from our Proximo Europe 2023 event last month in Lisbon. You can listen to this podcast via our website or search ProximoCast 20 Minutes With on your preferred podcast app. For more news plus analysis, deals, data and more, visit ProximoInfra.com. Thanks for listening and bye for now.